Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's your host, John Bedell. Hey, Flyer fans. Not the result we wanted tonight. 78-70, the Flyers dropped to the Penn Quakers. John Bedell, former Flyer and University of Dayton Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here tonight for Flyer Feedback coming to you live from Flanagan's Pub, a place where we don't do not tweet recruits. Make good decisions, kids. Don't tweet recruits. Flyers dropped to 4-5 and five on the year. And uh, Keith, we've talked about this throughout the last couple years on this show. When, when, first of all, Anthony Grant takes the time he did and <laughs> extends the Bud Light postgame show and is having uh, a little discussion with his team. And he comes out, and one of the first things he tells Larry is, look, I will take the blame of this squarely as the coach. And he mentions things like uh, energy, effort, multiple times. We know it is not going to be a fun stretch between now, stretch of practice between now and that next game. Yeah, uh, you know, what I take from that is he, he's protecting the team a little bit. He's, he's taking one, um, taking the responsibility because they didn't, they didn't have a lack of effort, and it's easy to point to that uh, right now. So he's going to say that I didn't. When a coach comes out and says, I didn't have them prepared, and it's about effort and energy, and you've got a week before your next game, you're going to have a long week of practice. Regardless of if it's finals week or not, they're, they're just going to absolutely get drilled. It's not going to be fun. Um, you know, every once in a while, you go into practice and coach is in a bad mood, and it's like, oh, gosh, here we go. He's in a, yeah. It's going to be one of those days. They're going to have six one of those days in a row uh, before this next game. So I would, I would be very surprised if they came out uh, with no type of energy. And that's... You know, ultimately, it, it starts with that because you see this team when they, they have to have a few things go right before they energize themselves. Yeah. And you can't come out like that. You have to be able to do it. You have to be able to come out with the energy and have that lead to the good things happening. The Flyers were 13-0 against the Ivy League. They dropped to 13-1 now. I'm sorry for that nerd joke with the Austin Powers gift before the game. I'll shoulder some blame, too. I'll, I'll take some of this. 457-1290 is the number. You can call us up, Flyer fans. You can at me on the Twitter machine, at jbedellwhio, and I may read your tweet on the air. Or if you're joining us live here at Flanagan's, you can take advantage of the Bud Light mic, which is where we'll go straight away tonight. What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, Jeff Pfeiffer from Chicago, Illinois. Jeff from Chicago. Long-time listener, second-time caller. <laughs> and, I uh, thought we, I recognized you, Jeff. We, uh, we drove in from uh, Chicago at 6 a.m. this morning. God love you. Looking to watch those Flyers. There we go. And uh, unfortunately, we came here with a disappointment, and I'm a yeah. little bit concerned in terms of the defensive side of things. So, with Anthony Grant's zone wasn't effective today. Just wondering how we can do what we can do to fix that. And also, Flyers are uh, one in seven against the spread. How can we get those lines a little bit better? <laughs> Good questions. <laughs> um, you know, as, as far as the issues with the zone go, I think it all starts and it, not all, it doesn't start and end, but it starts with the effort and the energy that they're playing with. Uh, you know, today they're just half a step short. They're getting a hand up to contest late and they just didn't have a great 
uh, a great energy, a great attitude about them all. They got themselves into a hole, kind of put their heads down a little bit, decided to dig out, got tired after they dug out because it takes a lot of energy, and then they're just trading baskets. And, and, you know, what I've seen from this team is they need a spark to get them going rather than getting going and being able to provide their own spark and turning that into a run. And right now it, it is. It, it absolutely is tough. So you have uh, – you have young, inexperienced guys. Nobody on this team is used to being out on the court as long as they are this year, and they have to learn how to uh, provide that spark, provide that energy, be able to play with um, play with extended periods of time without taking offensive or defensive possessions off. And then I think that'll help your lines too. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, a third start in a row tonight, Keith, for uh, Jalen Crutcher. And John Crosby came off the bench and had himself a career night with 15 points. Uh, Anthony Grant was asked uh, what the key was to his success tonight. Uh, he talked about you know Crosby being in attack mode and being aggressive at times. Yeah, he was, and that's that. They needed somebody to do it because Daryl wasn't doing it. Yeah. Um, Jalen really wasn't doing it. He he was out there, but he wasn't he wasn't in attack mode, and he could be really good when he is in attack mode. Um, Josh was good, but Josh can't bring the ball up the floor and start it. He, you know, he's, he's the one that he needs help. So when you watch Penn play offense, whether it was man, whether it was zone, uh, you know, he's working hard in the post. He had guys working around to the front. We did a good job of getting the ball to him high, low, over the top, and him finishing plays, but he can't do that all himself. And so we needed someone to step up. John Crosby did, and that's why you saw him uh, do well. That's why you saw him as long as you did uh, in the second half today. Ben Quakers coming to UD Arena. Steal a win, 78-70 over the Dayton Flyers. They now tie the all-time series between these two teams at one apiece. John Vidal, former Flyer, Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It continues on the other side after we take a break, pay some bills. Here's some news right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. Fox News Radio, I'm Debbie Handley. California Governor Jerry Brown says wildfires in winter are the new normal in his state. Some scientists are saying Southern California is literally burning up. And burning up as a, maybe a, a metaphor or a description, not just to the fire right here, but what we can expect over the next years and decades. The governor says we need to plan for climate change. President Trump appeared at the opening of the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum. Here we memorialize the brave men and women who struggle to sacrifice and sacrifice so much so that others might live in freedom. Some African-American leaders disagreed with the president on racial issues. Fox News, we report, you decide. Now the 
three big things you need to know the top stories we're following this hour. Watch for a crash eastbound 70 between State Route 503 and Arlington Road. The left lane is blocked. Also, we're seeing delays of about 5 to 10 minutes, closer to 10 minutes. Northbound 675 in the Fairborn area starts around State Route 235. Areas north of I-70 have gotten as much of an inch to maybe a half inch of snow. This includes Mercer and Auglaise counties. And snow will continue to fall this evening in the form of lake effect snow showers, according to meteorologist Brett Culler. As we head into overnight, snow will end as temperatures drop to near 20 degrees. By the time the snow is done falling, most areas will receive between a half to one inches of snow. Brett will have the full forecast coming up shortly. You'll never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm John Tisdale, WHIO Continuing News. You can always count on the crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light, just like you can always count on Always Game Gary. No bar is too far. No wing sauce is too hot. Not for Gary. Gary is the man. He's nothing like Keith. Keith never wants to do anything. Why are we even talking about Keith? Always Game Gary is famous among friends. He deserves a Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. 14 teams come to compete, but only one will win the crown. The Heart of the Nation will host the Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship at Capital One Arena in March of 2018. Five days of non-stop basketball action. There can only be one champion. The A-10 Championship at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. March 7th through 11th, 2018. Buy your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Dayton is buzzing with excitement. There's a housing boom, a new modern I-75, the new River Run, the library, and a newly renovated UD Arena. Code Credit Union is proud to be a part of Dayton's revitalization with our new headquarters and the renovation of our Monument Avenue branch. Code is proud of our Dayton roots and serving the Miami Valley for over 77 years. Code Credit Union, one good reason after another. Learn more about us at CodeCU.org. Member NC UA. Snow showers continuing to fall this evening, but should be ending as we head overnight tonight. Going to be a cold night once again with lows back in the lower 20s, some spots in the upper teens. Aside from a stray flurry early Sunday, it looks like it should be a dry day with highs back in the low to mid 30s. I'm meteorologist Brett Collor on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into the best bar in town, Flanagan's Pub, John Bedell, former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here tonight coming to you live from Flanagan's Pub, where we got a new drink special now that we turn the month of December. Turn the calendar to December. New month means we got $3 Bud Light aluminum, aluminum bottles. Easy enough for me to say. During the show, all through the month of December, get some of those aluminum bottles tonight to help you get yourself through this 78-70 Dayton loss. They dropped to 4-5 and five on the year. Uh, and Keith uh, just, you know, kind of a – it was hard to watch at times and, and hard, to, hard to swallow a – a game as a loss that bookends finals week. It, it was, and, and that's uh, it's just been the, the story with this team. The, the theme so far, they they get up, they get down. And, you know, just how hot and how cold they can get in one game, let alone from game to game, is just, it's mind-boggling. I mean, they can be, they can look like, you know, a, a team that's going to win the A-10 championship, 
and five minutes later, they're gonna struggle to win to go 500. They, it's it's maddening uh, watching this team at times, but at the same time, it's it's a growing process, and it's something that hopefully, like I said uh, earlier, in a couple of years, we're gonna be able to forget about. Yeah. Talk about you know, thankfully, these guys when they were young, they were able to get as much time as they did, and uh, and were uh, reaping the reaping the uh, fruits of their labor uh, now. So. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number of Flyers fans. You can call us up, and we're going to go to the phones for the first time tonight. Don has dialed us up. Don and Dayton, you got a question about the double technical between Costas and Rothschild. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was just curious. One point, I think it's hard to beat a team whenever they shoot that well from three. We were just a little inconsistent on a couple of fast breaks, I thought, but... Then to my question on the double technical, why didn't both of those guys shoot free throws? And I'll hang up and let you guys talk next. Sure, yeah, because when you get a double technical, Don, they cancel each other out, and they just don't shoot the free throws. If one guy gets a tech, if it was just Kostas or just Rothschild, somebody would have shot free throws. But when it's a double tech, they just cancel each other out. And at the college and the NBA level, you just you don't shoot free throws. When that yeah, happens. no, you go back to right to where the possession was, and you both – both those players get warned and usually taken out by their coaches and yelled at, and then uh, you know it's kind of just a message to tell them to chill out yeah. and move on from there. Yeah, just one of those things that's in the rule book. By rule, double tech cancels out. Nobody shoots. Yeah, no advantage gained either way. Uh, and if you're here at Flanagan's with us, you can take advantage of the Bud Light mic, uh, which is where we go now to Leslie from Ideal Travel. Hi, John. Hi, Keith. Ups and downs, we're going to have them this season, but this week will be a week for our student-athletes to regroup, take their exams, hopefully perform well, and uh, regroup in their practice sessions. It's a week between games, which means it's a week when Flyer fanatics oftentimes get some of their Christmas shopping done. So for those fans that are trying to buy for that hard-to-buy-for-Flyer fanatic, if that Flyer fanatic has been good, you might want to consider sending them on our trip to St. Louis the end of January. Motor coach hotel package with game ticket three twenty nine a person based on double occupancy. If they've been very very good, you may want to consider sending them to Washington D.C. to follow the Flyers in the Atlantic Ten tournament. Round trip nonstop air out of Dayton. Four nights hotel accommodations at the Henley Park Hotel. All session game tickets for the Atlantic Ten tournament. Dates of that are March seventh to the eleventh. You're looking at a rate of eleven forty nine plus tax per person based on a standard room. Or if somebody has been very, very, very good, you may want to upgrade them to a deluxe junior suite with a king-size bed at a rate of twelve forty-nine plus tax per person based on double occupancy. Flyer fans, I will be in the office taking your Christmas wish list, Christmas wish list offers all week long at 223-7447. Again, 223-7447. Give us a call, and we can make those Christmas wishes come true for Flyer fans. Go Flyers. Thank you, Leslie. Go Flyers. And go America. Hat tip, Adam. 78-70, Dayton Flyers a loser tonight. Talking about Crosby before the break, Keith. And, you know, we've seen lately this up and down of Crosby started to start the season. We've seen Crutcher start three games, including tonight. Crosby uh, ended up playing, I felt like the lion's share of the minutes tonight had a career high, 15 points. And I think this, this goes to a point where what we talked about uh, last game with Nate Green after the Tennessee Tech game, and that is Anthony Grant is not so as concerned as other coaches are in terms of his, um, his rotations, right? He's not really concerned about, well, i got to get Crutcher back in here because he's part of my rotation set. 
Anthony tends more to go with groups of guys that work. And Crutcher played to start the game. Crosby came in with 13-20 left in the first frame. And about two and a half minutes after that, they start that 16-0 run. So I think Anthony looked at that and thought, it's working. I've got Crosby out there as a part of a group that maybe not at that point offensively he was necessarily leading the charge in terms of putting the ball in the bucket, but was part of the catalyst that led to that 16-0 run. And Anthony is, I think, more apt to stick with groups that are working. Crosby was part of that, and I think that's all there is to why you see Crosby, why you see Crutcher. It's just who's producing and is it working, and if it is, he's going to stick with it. He absolutely 100% does that. I think uh, you always hear coaches say in practice and in games, you know, the guys are going to play, who earn their minutes, who work hard, who do the right things. And that is very evident with what you see in Anthony Grant and minutes played in groups that he plays. And not only is it, you know, individuals that are working hard that are doing the right thing that are doing successful things on one end of the court or the other, hopefully both, um, but you see it with groups as well. And you see a lot of times where coaches, your first string is struggling. Uh, you got a couple starters out there. Maybe they're yeah. cold. Maybe they're not into it. You bring in a different group, a different rotation. Those guys go on a run. They start, you know, they, they light up the crowd, they light up the game, they get your team back into it, and then you see a coach go back to starters. You know, hey, thanks, guys, for the effort, and thanks yes. for getting us back into it. Now yes. the starters are all wound up, and, okay, now we're going to go from here. Anthony, like you said, tends to stick with the guys that did the work, that got them back in, that are rolling, that are working together. And you may at times see someone like uh, John Crosby coming off the bench but playing a majority of minutes in yeah. the second half. Yeah. We've seen it with Costas a couple of times. You see it with uh, Mate every once in a while. Uh, you, there was a game earlier in the season. Uh, I think we saw it with Crutcher even yeah, that, that he was part of the group that is going on a run. And now yes. vice versa, if you're part of a group that's not doing well, you're not going to see time. Yeah. yeah, he's much more like – Phil Martelli, uh, for a current example in the 8-10, I mentioned mm. that last game, that you know Phil only plays, what, he goes 7-8, maybe 9 deep. He's going to play guys until they're gassed, and we saw that with playing two-year starters, Cunningham and Daryl, 20 minutes in the first frame. So you know when we get questions about why was such and such on the bench, what happened with that, it's typically just, it's one of three reasons Grant's going to sit uh, you're behind, is you're in foul trouble, you're hurt, or you're not producing, and that's typically what he goes by. Yeah, exactly. 457-1290 is the number. You can call us up, jump on Flyer Feedback with us, or you can tweet me at jbadellwhio. I may read your tweet on the air. Or if you're uh, with us here at Flanagan's, got a good crowd tonight where we got $3 Bud Light aluminum bottles during the show. That's tonight and through the month of December. You can join us at the Bud Light Mike, which is where we'll go right now at the Bud Light Mike. What's your name and where are you from? My name's Chris. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Alumni 2017. Time of your life. Should have graduated in 2016. We got in some trouble. It's all right. Victory lap. But That's anyway, fine. I came down here. I was real excited about the game. How, question, how do you coach rebounding? Is it an effort issue or is it like a fundamental issue? Do we need a big man? What's the big deal? Because these guys are awful. I'm only 5'10", so I can't really talk. But, you know. There's a whole bunch that goes into it, and I think a lot of it tonight. Um, you know, that rebound pen, by the way. Re by two, but rebounding is is um, it's different in man-to-man -man defense than it is versus zone defense. And if you find yourself, especially as a big in the zone that we're playing, constantly contesting out at the three-point line, you're one guy short on the inside. You're just leaving it all up to uh, to Josh Cunningham. Um, so it's more 
zone defense, you're in a certain position. You're not necessarily with your guy, and you gotta you gotta cut out whoever's closest to you, so it can leave you in some awkward spots. And so then at that point, it's just having a nose for the ball and getting after it. Man to man, I don't think that we necessarily struggle with with it at times. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, with with the number of times that Penn put the the percentages that Penn shot the ball from tonight, we didn't have a ton of opportunities either. So. You know, it's a, it would be a combo of all of those things. And ultimately, uh, coaches fall back to you got to find a way. Come, and, again, the theme for, for this yeah. team has been effort and energy. So I think a lot of it boils down to that. Completely agree. That's cool. There you Good go. Work. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you Chris. Yeah, yeah. Right back to the Bud Light Mike. Tom from Kettering. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah guys, I, I thought the uh, – the Penn Quakers uh, baited Costas pretty well, and uh, he just kind of he just kind of fell for it at least yeah. two or three times. Uh, the one where he pushed off, you know, it's, it's hard to miss that when you're six six ten, and you're you're out in the middle of the court. And, I mean, he got pushed certainly, but he but he reacted, and you know, you just gotta swallow it. I mean. Yeah. Those guys, those guys should go back and watch films of uh, uh, of uh, Keith Wallace-Kowski and Kurt Hulsman, and they got they got hammered a lot. But you just gotta you just gotta swallow it, and um, you know you'll get them at some point in time. But that's just uh, that's just the way it is. And uh, uh, you know they're emotional. Our team's real emotional, and you you know Daryl's probably hung his head a lot in the last four years but you know uh, uh if he's going to be you know it's hard to it's you know we're used to watching kyle davis and that, that guy was incredible as far as full bore 100 percent effort all the time you're not going to see that again i understand that but you know you miss a couple shots you don't drop your head keith what do you think yeah, I 100% agree with uh, agree with the thing about Kyle Davis, and I would argue that out of the the four guys that graduated, we miss him most because yeah. he always took on the mo- the most difficult defensive assignment, and he always just absolutely got out of it. And he was he was a spark to the team on the defensive end, and he didn't need a lot to be able to score. He, he didn't depend on scoring to get going. So his his effort was always there, and we obviously we missed that a lot this year. And then. Uh, you know, as far as Costas goes, he's got to know better. Everybody's been – you hear that ever since you are a little kid. The guy that's second always gets caught. Uh, you just got to be smarter. And whether it's, whether it's just a technical, whether he got baited, you know, I, I would love to see that. I would love to see that uh, aggressiveness. I would love to see that emotion without someone having to bait you into getting angry. And instead of turning and, and he's got to get fired up, turn around, and go dunk on somebody is what he's got. He's got to prove it with his with his athletic skill. He's got to prove it on the basketball court. Um, show it that way instead of instead of doing that. And, and ultimately, you know, in the in the second half, it's a double technical. It hurt us more than it hurt them. There's no possession gained. There's no free throws gained or anything like that. It doesn't change any momentum. The part the, the thing that it did is it gave Costas his fourth personal foul. And so now he's on the bench for an extended period of time because he's picked up four fouls with way too much time to go. That was the boneheaded move of it. That was what was stupid, and that's what hurt us uh, because of it because essentially he took himself out of the game. And from that point on, you knew that he was going to be ineffective. He was not going to be able to 
go and sit down and rebound from that and come back out and, and play as aggressively as he needs to to be effective. So um, it, it hurt in that aspect, but you just got to be smarter. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that energy. I'd love to see that anger, that hunger earlier in the game from the tip. Uh, he just, he's got to be able to bring it out himself, not let somebody else do it for him. Yeah, is, is the guy, you know, the, the guy in the corner, number 14, that was shooting up threes, would that have been Zerius's guy uh, in, the, in the zone? Sam Jones? Uh, I would assume that he would get, he would get rotated over there a little bit just because Zarius plays on, that, on, on the side in the zone. Uh, you know, he's down, down low on the wing. Um, but that's not to say that they'd be playing zone if Zarius Williams was in the game. So okay. you know, that's, that's, I guess, kind of a loaded question. Thank you. Yep. And the zone, too. I mean, we saw them go man, Keith, for stretches. That was what sparked. You know, they switched the man. They, they start that 16-0 run. Um, why then, as you watch this game tonight, why so much zone when it wasn't working for stretches? And Anthony talked about how, look, the, the effort that, that we need for the zone wasn't there. So why was it so much tonight with the zone? I, I think it was the best of two bad options. Yeah. Um, I think when we play, when Kosas is on the court, we're better off zone where he can just kind of lurk in the middle. He's more effective in that aspect. I don't think he yes. plays man-to-man defense all that great. Um, so he gets beat or he gets in foul trouble because, you know, he's, he's a step slow and he doesn't know the exact positioning of where he needs to be in man-to-man defense. Um, and Mate as a, as a four is a step slow as well. So I think it's almost as a protect your defense defense. Uh, protect your foul trouble type of uh, defense than anything. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that if we went man-to-man that they wouldn't have, you know, just backdoor cut us and set pick and rolls and effectively run their offense because, I, you, you know, ultimately, too, we got to give a lot of credit to this Penn team because they ran their zone offense very effectively. They got us to move on defense. They got themselves a lot of open shots by moving the ball back and forth and penetrating kick. Yeah, it's going to into the zone, which yeah. Jaden just didn't do. And that. and they, I would, I'm guessing they would do the same thing against man to man a lot as well, and be disciplined. And everything was a pump fake and a drive and a kick and very disciplined uh, offense from them. So you got to give them a lot of credit as well. And I would say too on the foul trouble part, when Costas picked up two, there was times where he was more timid. I noticed more timid than usual in the second half. Uh, going straight up or just straight up giving up layups because you got the two fouls. Got some music on me here. We got to take a break. John Bedell, former Flyer Keith Walskowski, and you, Flyer fans, here for Flyer Feedback live from Flanagan's Pub after Dayton drops to 78 70 to the Penn Quakers. The home stretch of Flyer Feedback live from Flanny's on the other side, right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You can always count on the crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light. Just like you can always count on just-in-time Jane. She's rescued you from more bad dates than you want to remember. Close-talking Clyde. Lied about his height, Larry. And lest we forget, whispering Walt. He was probably a nice guy if you only heard a single word he said. Just-in-time Jane is famous among friends. She deserves a Bud Light. 
Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. Adults 50 years of age or better, you have an exciting way to learn about a broad variety of topics. The Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton, offering fall, winter, and spring seminar series that meet weekly. Choose from seminars such as What's This Cloud I Keep Hearing About? What You Didn't Know About Taxes? Adventure Travel 2018, Artisan Bread Baking, and more. All offering an intellectually stimulating yet informal non-competitive environment. Call 229-2347 to register or to learn more. That's 229-2347. Own a business but baffled by digital marketing? You have to be there, but how? Introducing the all-new Cox Digital Marketing, a company you know with proven results. Right now, we can create a full report of your website, plus even audit your competition. Then, our digital media experts will work with you to create a custom digital marketing plan. Start today at coxdigitalmarketing.com. Proud to have Google's premier partner endorsement, their highest honor. Cox Digital Marketing, trusted custom solutions. This is Larry Hanskin. The House of Bread feeds hungry people, serving a free, hot, healthy meal 365 days a year. Providing not only nourishment, but a welcoming and respectful environment for all guests. It doesn't solve all the problems confronting our community, but that one day, that one meal may make the difference in someone's life. You can be a part of that mission by donating money, food, personal items, or your time. To find out how you can get involved, go online to houseofbread.org. Snow showers continuing to fall this evening, but should be ending as we head overnight tonight. Going to be a cold night once again with lows back in the lower 20s, some spots in the upper teens. Aside from a stray flurry early Sunday, it looks like it should be a dry day with highs back in the low to mid 30s. I'm meteorologist Brett Collor on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, for the last time tonight, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. John Bedell, former Flyer and University of Dayton Athletic Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here tonight as Dayton drops 78-70 to the Penn Quakers. The Flyers were undefeated against the Ivy League all-time before tonight. Uh, the Flyers had also won the only meeting between these two teams, 71-60, back in 1997 at the San Juan Shootout. A few ways for you to get on the show with us, Flyer fans. You can call us up at 457-1290. You can tweet me at WHIO, and I may read your tweet on the air. Or if you're here with us at Flanagan's, you can take advantage of the Bud Light mic, which is where we go now again to Jeff and Dayton. Yeah, guys, uh, there's going to be a lot of talk and reporting about the three-point shooting tonight by Penn, but my concern is we shot five free throws tonight. They they missed five free throws because we lost by eight, and uh, they scored us by ten at the line. Uh, the other night, we only shot 11 free throws, and against Old Dominion, I think we shot seven. And we're getting routinely outscored at the line, and we're not even getting there. And... Uh, when I was, you know, I've always grown up with coaches that said, you know, you got to be aggressive, get to the line. And I, I'm just not seeing this team have that, uh, I guess, that aggressive approach where, you you know, they, they're not even putting officials in a position to have to call something where, where you can, you know, get to the line, get those freebies. Keith, free throw truther, what say you? We haven't been aggressive enough to try to get to the line. It's just uh, we don't move the ball well. And then uh, I think if you look at the past couple of games, 
when we do drive, we're turning the ball over too much before we even get an opportunity to get a foul call or get the, sh- get the shot up, and that's, that's been a problem as well. You see guys turning the ball over on the drive uh, has been a problem. I, you know, I agree that it is a problem because there's no way you can go through a game and only shoot five free throws. That's just uh, the epitome of not being aggressive right there. Um, but you, you know, you got to give Penn some credit too into to playing good defense, keeping their hands back, not getting suckered into uh, suckered into cheap foul calls, cheap plays. Yeah, I mean when they're going to pull out in front with that kind of three point shooting, I mean that's that. I mean that was to me that 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 was the story of tonight. Oh right? yeah, they shoot sixty percent. Sixty percent. How many times you go to the line? I mean that's they're, you're getting buried when you're giving up when you're playing that kind of three point defense. You're, yeah, you're and, going and you know you you look at the totals and you know ultimately Penn scored seventy eight points. Um, we put them at the line a bunch down the stretch late. Seventy-eight points isn't a ton, considering we had no. to we had to put them at the line. You know, I'd say that they're somewhere in the sixties without any of that, which on paper doesn't look that bad. But just given the number of possessions and slow it down and the percentages that they that that they shoot, uh, you know, that's just horrible, horrible defense. They got a week off, Keith. Now we look ahead to the Georgia State Panthers. Ron Hunter comes in here with a squad that in 2015, or a program, he made the tournament in 2015, memorable run there from the Panthers, even though they only won one game, beating Baylor and then losing to uh, that school down I-75 when, obviously, Ron had the uh, torn Achilles running to grab his son after the win at Baylor, and he had that little scooter on the sideline for the Xavier game. Uh, That's a team, uh, you know, Keith, they're picked second in the Sun Belt, uh, just behind uh, UTA, Texas Arlington, to win the Sun Belt. What do they got to improve to be able to beat uh, this Panthers squad coming in here a week from tonight? I think it all starts with their with their energy and their effort. It's you know you see it from the get go. You see the games that were not good. Um, it just looks like we're just kind of out there on the court, like like we're supposed to be. Like it's another day of practice that you don't want to that you don't want to do because it's the middle of the middle of the summer or something like that. They just got to come out and act like they want to be there and work hard. And you know, ultimately, I think a lot of it will take care of it, take care of itself. Um, but they've got to show that energy and that will and that drive. And two, I think you know, we talked about Costas earlier. The one thing is, you know, with his temper, because you know that double technical happened with seven minutes left between him and Rothschild. But you could see that Keith. First of all, right after it, you could tell Anthony Grant telling him some things. I'm not sure I can repeat on the air uh, to make him understand. Look, you can't do that. You can't let the kid bait you. But I mean, that had been boiling, Keith, for a while because in the, in the first half, uh, Costas and Brodeur had to be separated because, you know, and I'll, I guess it's a little bit of gamesmanship by Brodeur, but one of the worst flops, I mean, really, it's yeah, up it there was with bad. one of the worst ones I've ever seen. And for the ref, for the, you talk about Costas being baited, for the ref to be baited and call that when Costas just bumped him with a quote-unquote elbow and Brodeur, you know, Went got flying, this massive yeah. flop and the ref took it hook, line, and sinker and... Uh, called Costas for the foul. I mean, but it had been brewing since then, and just continued into the second half, and then boiled over with that double tech. Um, you know, is that something that Anthony's going to address? Continue to address with Costas? He I mean, does. I know it's part of the youth because he's got it, it is, and he's young. But it's the dumb thing is, is he's got to harness that aggressiveness and harness that the energy that he's putting towards either talking trash or tangling up with this guy, and put it towards your offensive or your defensive production. You want to get back at him? Post him up real hard and then go dunk on him. Set a screen real hard on somebody, roll and dunk on the whole team, then start yelling. 
or, or block a shot. Start start all the stuff that uh, that we saw against uh, Ohio down in Charleston. Like, give me a game like that. That shuts people up really, really quick. If you're able to do it with your game and not actually have to talk back to them about anything because you're defending yourself because right now you got a team that comes into your place that's pushing you around and you shouldn't have to defend yourself with words it should be all game oh, flyers loser night 78 70 one more time dayton drops to four and five on this season so that's going to do it for us tonight flyer fans our next game is saturday a week from tonight flyers will take a week to take exams and get back in action a uh, week from tonight at 7 p.m. against the Georgia State Panthers. So we will see you on the radio. Uh, coverage starts with the expanded Bud Light pregame show live from Casano's on Brown Street at 6. And then Larry and Bucky have the call against Georgia State at 7 live from UD Arena. We will see you on the radio a week from tonight, Flyer fans. Until then, from my partner Keith Walskowski, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.